Strange and Unusual presents From the Mind of C. Paris From the Money of C. Magania Friend of the Family <laughs> Hi everyone, C. Paris here to explain the premise of Friend of the Family Now, wait, there's too much let me sum up. For the past three years, we have followed the teenage hunter Alice Belford as she hunted down the supernatural with her family's resident vampire, Asmodeus. You should go back and listen, they're really good. We now rejoin her in her 20s, still protecting the innocent and still stuck with Asmodeus. Now, on with the show. Greetings, dear listeners, and welcome to the highly anticipated return of Friend of the Family. Well, at least I've been anticipating it. As you may recall, when we last left off, I had finally gotten my approval for a seven-year time skip. Okay, let me refresh your memory. What? What is that? Oh, my request for a time jump came in. No, 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 don't you dare. Listeners, it is my privilege to bring you the continued adventures of Alice Belvert. I will kill you! I will find a way to kill you! As we rejoin her seven years into the future. Seven years?! <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't that delightful? Okay, let's hear that once more. As we rejoin her seven years into the future. Seven years?! <laughs> <laughs> Alright, that's quite enough. Oh, is it? <laughs> yes, it is. If you're going to insist on narrating, the very least you could do is your damn job. Oh, very well. It was fun while it lasted, dear listeners. As we last left the Belford Hunter, she was about to investigate a kobold infestation at a farm. It is her duty as the hunter to protect the innocent people of the world against the threat of the supernatural. It's been... ten years. If they don't get it by now, they aren't going to. Well, this is just beginning the fourth year for them. Damn you, damn your time jumps, and damn Alice! Oh, my head. Speaking of which... Second warning! I'm coming! Don't think I'm done with you, you big fat stupid head. The pouty vampire made his way to the car. Not the hearse, dear listeners, which, while thematic, has gone to the junkyard in the sky. These days, Alice drives a minivan, which in her experience is much better for keeping a low profile. There you are. Let's get going. I want to be sure to finish quickly so I can get to the cleaners before they close. And why are kobolds trying to take over the farm? I'm not sure, but feel free to ask them when we get there. Ugh. Kobolds are the lowest of the low on the supernatural totem pole. Except possibly for chupacabras. Loath as I am to admit it, listeners, Asmodeus does bring up a fair point. Why are the kobolds trying to take over a farm? Let's go ahead and cut to Sunnyside Farms where we can peek in on the action. Three seemingly tiny men dressed in scraps of cloth appear to be addressing a collection of livestock in the barn. Brothers and sisters in toil, thank you for coming today. Like you, we have slaved for big folk, but no longer. 
Today we bring the glorious revolution. The revolution! You there, sister. How long have humans taken your milk from out of the mouths of your babes? <coughs> That's right. Too long. A tragedy has been visited upon you. And while I in no way mean to diminish your plight, how much harder for our feathered sisters, who have their very babies ripped from them. Well... Do you have something to say, Falta? Well, it, it's just that, strictly speaking, Chim, that isn't true. Do the big folk not strip them of their eggs in the morning? Oh, oh, sure, 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 sure. But there are no roosters on the farm. Thus, the eggs are unfertilized. Well, that's hardly the point, is it, Heinz? I'm just saying, Chim. Accuracy is important. Heinz, Falta, may I continue? <laughs> well, that was certainly something, wasn't it, folks? I don't know what I was expecting, but that wasn't it. Although it seems like we have been doing a lot of social issues lately. Again, though, given the jump, I don't suppose we've been doing anything at all lately. Shut up, shut up, shut up! Voice guy, or have you reached your inevitable mental breakdown? It just takes forever to say nothing. There, there. Are we there yet? Yes, actually. And indeed they were. The minivan pulled up to the outskirts of Sunnyside Farm, where Alice cut the engine. We're stopping here? Yeah, I don't want them to hear us coming. We'll walk from here. Actually, a fair point. If you manage to be quiet enough, I'll have them all slaughtered before they even realize they're dead. You don't suppose the farmer has an attractive and lonely daughter, do you? No, I don't. And we aren't just going to slaughter the kobolds. First, we're going to try and see what they're up to and if they can be reasoned with. I will never understand what you decide is okay to kill and what isn't. These are kobolds we're talking about. So pathetic brownies make fun of them. Honestly, it's probably a kindness to kill them. So you think people should have the right to live based on how cool they are? Never mind, don't answer that. Of course you do. You say it like it's a bad thing. I'm not even going to address that one. <sighs> oh, so glad that's still a thing. Alice put her index finger up to her lips, indicating that Hasmodius should be quiet as they approach the barn. Ah, I suppose I'd better be quiet too. Ever so softly, Alice approaches the barn. She cups an ear to the door, trying to decipher the words of the voices she heard from the other side. What say you all? Are you with us? Yay or nay? Oh good, another cow. Shh. I think that's a yay. Sounded more like a no to me. These guys seem harmless enough. If by harmless you mean stupid. I'm going in. Alice straightened and knocked on the door, much to the surprise of the three kobolds. It's okay. I'm not here to hurt you. I am. We are going to start a glorious revolution. Viva la revolution! Yes, thank you. And you are not going to stop us, wherever you are. Alice. What? My name is Alice Belford. What's your name? Oh, I'm terribly sorry. I'm Jim. And these are my brothers in arms, Walter and Heinz. Hello. Hi. What is happening here? I'm introducing myself. It's your turn. I will do no such thing. This is Asmodeus. You'll have to forgive him. He's a little cranky today. I am not cranky. You seem a little cranky. I am done talking to you. Alice, just let me kill them all. It will be over in like five minutes. Hey! No, Asmodeus, stand down. Hopefully it doesn't come to that. Ha! I knew it! You've come to put a stop to our glorious revolution! Viva the revolution! This is getting real old real quick. Hold on. What's the revolution about? We are fighting the oppression of the big folk! Who demand our labor without payment or recompense! Actually, that sounds familiar. Oh, please. Ah! Are you also a brother in toil? Am I ever. 
Well, now you're just being melodramatic. How so? I am literally compelled to do all of your dirty work. <gasps> I knew it. I knew you were part of the bourgeoisie. Here, sir, have some of our literature. Why, thank you. Asmodeus, no. Give that here. No. You know, he wants to kill you all. He just said so. I know. I am no fool. But it is his right as a creature of free will. We're aware it's not in our best interests, but it's important to be ideologically consistent. Yes, exactly. What do you know about being ideologically consistent? In this case, it means I get to kill or fuck whoever I want, and I don't have to listen to you, so I'm all for it. Not quite, brother. I have no relation to you. Don't push it. Actually, for Asmodeus, that does seem to be consistent. <laughs> oh yes, the big nasty voices commenting on your lives. I'm honestly quite sick of this reaction. Supernatural creatures should be used to the narration by now. Have you ever considered if everyone acts that way, the problem is you? Well, I don't have to take this, you know. Oh yeah? Come and fight me. Don't tempt me. My apologies. Would you like to see our literature as well? It sounds like your work is also a source of frustration. No, thank you. I'm Union. Hopefully you've got dental because I'm knocking your teeth out. Assuming you have teeth. Hey, let's all calm down. We don't have to resort to violence. No, we have to resort to violence. You three. Jim. Heinz. Walter. I really don't care, but this tyrant has arranged it so that I cannot take arms against her. <gasps> I'm counting on you to help me. Leave it to us. Alice Belford, this is your last chance to stand down. We do not wish to harm you, but we... We'll free our compatriot by any means necessary. How long are you going to let this go on, Asmodeus? You know it isn't going to work. Oh, I know that even you can take care of them pretty quickly. I'm just hoping it will take long enough for me to get a chance to become acquainted with the ladies at the farmhouse. Ah. And with that, Asmodeus dashes off. That's really the lowest of the low. The kobolds look back and forth between each other, as though to say that they were not entirely sure of their newest recruit, but principles dictated that they must stand for him as staunchly as they would for each other. Damn straight. If you go now, we will not take arms against you. Leaves the vampire to his own devices. Sorry, I can't do that. If you knew him, you would know what a terrible idea that is. Be that as it may, it is a fight then. So what are you going to do? We shall turn you into a frog. Nope, no good. I'll still have to attack you. As a frog? Well, as the hunter, I train for this kind of thing. We shall put a terrible curse on you. Okay, that could be interesting. What kind of curse? Would you say that it's more in line with a jinx or closer to a hex? Does that matter? I suppose not, since I have solutions for both. Uh, counter curses for hexes, soda for the jinx, not to mention holy water and such. Aww. What else have you got? Well, I'll... I'll turn into fire and that will burn you horribly. And indeed, the kobold formerly known as Walther changed into flame, about two foot high. Oh no, I hope you can't turn into a bigger flame. With that, the flame stretched out to four feet in height. Jim and Heinz looking at Alice triumphantly. Indeed you can. No leave, this is your last chance. My duty won't let me. Gosh, I hope you don't attack. To charge me, it would put my life in danger. Ah, okay, I get it. Seeing no other option, the flames rushed forth, getting ever closer to Alice until the blurred form of Asmodeus the Vampire came forth and whisked Alice away, becoming a little singed in the process. Oh, fuck you very much! You had it coming. Get through, Arthur! You'll fetch the vampire! 
Come on to the right side! The flame changed direction. No, 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 stop! And Asmodeus swept Alice away once more, further damaging his suit. Alice, do something, damn you! Alice smirked, but decided that enough was enough. She lunged for a nearby water trough, gracefully dumping it over the fire, which shape-shifted once more into a small and now soggy humanoid form. Okay, enough. Asmodeus, as the Belford Hunter, I command you to stand quietly. Now, as for the three of you, let's stop this nonsense and talk. This is exactly why we are voting. That and you smell bad. Well, when you put it that way... So what is your revolution about, anyway? You've said that you're being oppressed by the big folk, but as far as I can tell, the people who own the farmhouse don't even know you exist. They know! They know! Well, that was a surprisingly volatile reaction. It would appear that Alice has unintentionally struck a nerve. Heinz's face is bright red and seems to be fighting back tears. Chim holds him back while Wolfer stares at the ground uncomfortably. They... they just don't believe anymore. When did the idea of this glorious revolution start? When the big folk stopped leaving the milk out. All of this is over milk? There is an agreement. The big folk leave out a bit of milk. In return, we take care of the farm, as that we have been doing for centuries. But about three months ago, the milk... Dried up? Ugh. We had done nothing wrong. We kept up our end of the bargain, and even at first, we still cleaned, even weeks after the offering stopped. Perhaps they just forgotten the milk. But it seems like they've forgotten us. I see. Hang on, I just want to check my phone for a second. Are you playing Candy Crush? No, looking up the local obituaries. Hmm. Yeah, I thought that might be the case. Guys, it looks like the guy who owned the farm, the one who was probably leaving out the milk, he died. Died? I keep forgetting humans do that. He's hardly the first human to die. Why didn't his children leave the milk? They probably thought they didn't need to. Let me explain. Humans are dumb and they constantly think they are the center of the universe. The fact that nothing ever broke down on the farm was simply because of how marvelous they are, and it had nothing to do with all the work that you put into it. That's a really good insight into selfish behavior. Well, since I have to be around you people all the time... Whoosh! Oh, shove a sock in it. Listen, if I talk to the people on the farm and get them to start leaving milk out again, will you give up on this glorious revolution? I guess. I mean... All I ever wanted was to be appreciated again. Oh, you cannot be serious. You are going to give up that easily. Well, we are getting what we wanted, so yes. All that talk about principles. Bah! I take back anything nice I ever said about you. You never said anything nice about us. But he has a point, though. I mean, we'll be all right once the milk is left out again. But aren't we leaving him to a life of servitude? Hmm... About that, the whole reason Asmodeus has to serve me is that a long time ago he made a promise to serve my family. Oh, I do so love this story. He's not a slave. He's just keeping his promise. However, unwillingly. Oh! Well, that's a copy of a different color, isn't it? I should have killed you all when I had the chance. You never did, not really. Now go wait in the van. If you behave yourself between now and when we get home, I'll let your little tantrum go and still help you hook up the Blu-ray. I did not have a tantrum. Asmodeus, last warning. Ah! 
The vampire threw his hands up into the air in frustration and stomped off to the van, in a manner that in no way, shape, or form resembled a tantrum. Your days are numbered, big fat stupid head. Do you hear me? Numbered. Oh, believe me, I'm quaking in fear. Enough about him. Let's take one last look at Alice and the Kobolds, shall we? Like I said, I'll go talk to the people at the farmhouse. I'm also going to leave you my card. If there's another problem, just text or email me. No need to resort to such drastic measures. Okay. They're just a little excitable by nature. But thank you for your help, Alice Belford. Anytime. And with that, Alice drove off into the distance, not only able to keep things relatively unharmed, but she was able to get to the cleaners in time. Thus, the first adventure of the older Alice draws to a close. What did you think of it, listeners? Oh, admittedly, it was a bit anticlimactic, but I think Alice has really come into her own, don't you? What else awaits her in her latest adventures? To find out, you'll have to tune in to the next episode of Friend of the Family. Good night, dear listeners. For now... Hello strangers, C.M. Magania here. I'm very excited about the new season of Strange and Unusual Productions. I don't know why Paris said I was financing it though. I hope she hasn't sold my wallet again. Anyway, we've got all your favorite shows back. Friend of the Family, of course, and all new adventures of The Cats Chronicles and Spooky Cute. Who knows, Asmodeus might answer a letter or two. Now, remember, you can hear us on iTunes or go to our website, strangeandunusual.com. That's strange, the letter N, unusual.com. And snu.wtf. It still works. Follow us on Facebook at Strange and Unusual Productions or our Twitter at FriendOTFamily. I think that's it for now. Shoot, she did get my wallet. Sneaky little bugger. Paris! Paris! <laughs> Don't run! Don't, I'm faster than you! <laughs>